Hi there, welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast, and I am the Karen. <laughs> I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so glad you joined me. Today's episode is titled, Have You Ever? And I start every podcast out with what I call a pod quote, and that's just a little snippet of something to make you think or inspire you, kind of give you a different mindset and prepare you for the podcast. So today's quote is by St. Francis of Assisi. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly, you're doing the impossible. I'll repeat that for you. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly, you're doing the impossible. That is by St. Francis of Assisi. All right, have you ever... Have you ever played that game called Have You Ever? It's kind of popular uh, and been popular on and off for years in teenage circles or college-age circles. And it's something akin to truth or dare. It just gets a conversation started. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm sure there's some drinking that goes on in various games or different types of, of things like that. But basically, it's a conversation game. And it's Have You Ever fill in the blank. Um, it puts more than a little bit of pressure on people playing it, though, to kind of come up with something that they can either brag about or not be too embarrassed about to share. Of course, you have to be wary of who you play this with because it could get you into some trouble. It does give you a little bit of a glimpse, though, at um, a portion of someone else's life or their choices or at least their mindset which can be a little scary depending on who you're playing with. But besides being an interesting way to get to know someone else, it's basically a competition to see who can best the rest of the group playing. And in teenage circles or, or maybe college cliques, I can well imagine the questions would be a little bit more over the top and out of bounds or vastly different at least than what my women's group might ask if we were playing that kind of a game. Because I don't envision women in my women's group, and definitely not in my age group, giggling and, you know, going wow over have you ever kissed a boy you just met, or have you ever shoplifted, or smoked pot, or have you ever snuck out of the house, or things like that. And I'm sure those are clean, G-rated ideas that popped into my head, because if I think way too hard about it, I could come up with some really more serious difficult things probably rated R that my stepdaughter might play and she's in her first year of college so I really don't need to go there but I still um I still think about it uh, now and then about and, and pray for God to protect her from things that seem innocent but could easily get out of hand so I guess for any age range though that this have you ever game can give you some insights um, as well as kind of create that peer pressure I was talking about before because not only can it uh, offer a pull or a tug for you to exaggerate or lie about what's going on but it can also plant seeds about what maybe someone else has done that you think is cool or everybody else thinks is cool or interesting or, or awesome even if it's illegal or immoral um, so there's a slippery slope between sharing truths in your life and sharing um, maybe things that you've done bad that might encourage somebody else's behavior to go down the, the same negative road that you once did or even just kind of dare them to. So, but my brain works a little differently at times and I thought, what if you played Have You Ever with 90-year-olds in a nursing home? <laughs> 
Oh, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it makes me think about what would they do? What would they ask? Have you ever slipped an extra stool softener in your roommate's pill minder? Have you ever poured a glass of water in your bed just so the nasty nurse she can't stand has to come change the bedding? <laughs> and have you ever decided to steal a wheelchair, pop some wheelies down the hallway and say, hasta la vista, cronies? <laughs> oh, I, I say that because it makes me think of my grandmother. Not that she's stolen a wheelchair, but <laughs> she was 99 when she passed away. And she only had to have assisted living really about the last six weeks of her life um, because she was extremely active. And when she was about, I'd say she was probably 79 or 80 years old, she used to volunteer at the nutrition center, which where she lived, that was basically the senior citizen center and she would help go do well checks take blood pressure um, do the little blood sugar stick on the senior citizens that would come into the center and when you would call her and see how she was doing or ask what she was doing she might say I'm getting ready to go help the old folks and most of the people she was helping were younger than she was (laughs) so she had a lot of life in her so I could definitely see her uh, popping a wheelie in a wheelchair though so um this have you ever game I can imagine just think about it for a second how different it is this is where my mind goes to depending on what group you have playing whether it's 90 year olds in a nursing home or high school age or college age you know 50 something men versus women or couples versus um, single people the have you ever question will be vastly different and the way it might be played and the answers you would get would be really different depending on which group you're in and so of course when I was researching this this have you ever just kept coming to me and coming to me over this topic today which is not just all about playing games and I'll get more into that but I I had to look up so when I started to um, research have you ever I put it in google and some of the funniest little quotes came up that I thought I'd had to share with you so here are a couple of them have you ever looked at someone and knew the wheel was turning but the hamster fell off a long time ago (laughs) have you ever noticed that a woman's i'll be ready in five minutes and a man's i'll be home in five minutes are exactly the same length of time but neither one is actually five minutes (laughs) and have you ever tried to eat a clock it's very time consuming Okay, I know you're booing. You're like, what is that? That is the corniest joke. But it just cracked me up when I read it. And of course, have you ever noticed that everyone driving slower than you is an idiot and everyone driving faster than you is a maniac? That one's the truth. That one is an absolute just universal truth. At least it is for me. <laughs> so have you ever, um, is it can be a kind of dangerous question though. Have you ever's that might be more applicable to my life would be things along the lines of, have you ever walked anywhere at any time whatsoever without tripping? Or have you ever made a fool of yourself in front of hundreds of people? Have you ever gotten stuck in your Spanx? Have you ever gotten your dress tucked in the back of your Spanx and not known it till the end of the day? <laughs> have you ever gotten stuck in a public restroom? Have you ever had to apologize for judging someone else? Have you ever been so convicted by God that you broke down crying 
in the middle of what you were doing? And have you ever held the hand of someone you love as they passed from this life to the next? So the answer to all those questions for me would be yes. Yes, 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 yes. Resounding yes. And yes, I have gotten my spanks all in a twist and my dress caught in the back of my spanks. So <laughs> just a true confession there, I have. And even though I could go on and on and there's some serious things and some humorous things about this list, what I truly prefer and what's really been on my heart um, is to throw some things at you to make you think differently. Just like if we were in a group and we were playing this game, have you ever? Um, It's a little bit different version of the game. One that's filled with hope. And even though you're not talking back to me, although you might be talking to me, I might not be able to hear you this way, but you're welcome to comment. You're welcome to send me email. Um, I tend to think of have you ever in more of a spiritual light enlightenment um, way um, in a thought-provoking hopefully godly um, shining the light on a situation way so have you ever woken in the morning and gone straight to your knees in prayer whether it was out of anguish or desire to please God to praise God to seek God, to hear from God, whatever it was. Have you ever woken in the morning and gone straight to your knees in prayer? These are things just for you to think about today and with a little bit of a, some challenge in there for you. Have you ever been so filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that you could not contain your joy or your laughter? Have you ever cried until all your tears seemed to be gone and then you felt the presence of God was with you in that moment? Have you ever been so hurt by someone that your very soul seemed to ache? Like you ached from this place so deep down that you didn't know you could ache that far within. And yet you've forgiven that person, him or her, anyhow? Have you ever made a choice knowing precisely that it was the correct one and felt peace that you had never felt before Because you knew that God would be pleased with you and you knew that he was right in the middle of it. And that's a huge one because I'm not sure that we often get to that place. Because sometimes we try to run ahead of God or we try to lag behind out of fear. Or because we're anxious to get what we think we need to get done, done. Or we want to get to where he wants us to be. And we can see it so we just start heading that way. But to have the peace of knowing you're right where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be in that moment and that he's with you. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever spent an hour just reading your Bible? How about stopped and helped someone without asking for anything in return and not telling anyone else that you did it? That's a big one. It talks in the Bible how we're supposed to do our good deeds and not brag about them. Um... Have you ever chosen to forego your own time, your own desires, and your own wants in order to help someone else? A lot of us have, but have you ever done it and then not bragged about it? Or have you ever done it and kept it in secret and not told anyone? Just between you and the Lord and maybe even the person you did something for didn't know that you did something. So you didn't do it for kudos, you didn't do it for thanks, you didn't do it for praise. You just did it because you were moved to do it and you knew it would be the right thing. 
Have you ever gotten completely so ridiculously silly and done things like danced in the rain or run barefoot in the grass or skipped down the street um, or thrown water on a friend, started a food fight or put, put put food coloring in your pancakes? And I'm not talking about when you were a child or a teenager. I'm talking about now, recently, the last six months. Have you ever, have you done any of that? Have you ever, as an adult, allowed yourself to just let go and be childlike? Not childish, childlike. And just enjoyed where you are. Have you ever seen a soldier or a retired military person and just thanked him or her for their service to your, to, to our country? Have you ever thanked them for continuing to fight to allow us to live in a country where we're free to worship our God and go to whatever church we want to go to and, and proclaim the name of Jesus without punishment or fear of death and constant persecution? I mean, have you ever really stopped and thanked a soldier for that? Or maybe a soldier's family for supporting them, for fighting for our freedom? And, yeah, even if there's a, a veteran who's not gone to war, they still fight every day for our freedom. They don't have to be in uh, a battle zone to be battling to keep our freedom, to keep freedom for us in this country. Have you ever loved someone so much that you put their needs, his or her needs, and wants before your own? I'd say a lot of parents have. Most parents have, not all. But even above and beyond that, someone maybe even that you're you're not related to, have you ever loved them enough to put them before you? Have you ever opened yourself up to friendship even though you've been hurt in the past and you're afraid to make new friends. Have you ever told someone else about Jesus at all? Have you ever witnessed to someone in public bathroom or at the store or at church or to your neighbor or to a stranger and just told them about God and the things that he's done in your life? So yeah, you you heard me slip that in there, right? Have you ever witnessed to someone at church and you might be thinking why would I need to witness to someone at church guess what there are a lot of people sitting in a pew every Sunday who really do not know the Lord and they don't know that his hand could be on them they don't know what his real love is and they don't know that they have seen true love and forgiveness and grace from another human being Because they might not know Jesus, so they might not recognize what it looks like. And they might not recognize what he looks like. So please don't assume, just because someone walks into a church or sits in a church every Sunday, that they actually know Jesus or that they're actually saved or that they actually feel loved. Because there are a lot of people sitting in a pew on Sunday who feel very, very alone. Have you ever thanked God for the good, the bad in your life, for forgiveness, grace, for his word, uh, love, your family, friends. I I know that kind of sounds kind of strange, especially since this is a Christian podcast. Who wouldn't be thanking God, right? Who, let me tell you what, there are a lot of people I've met over the years and a lot of people I've ministered to that one of the last things they do is they thank God or the only time they thank God 
is when they felt desperate and needed help. They don't thank him on a daily basis. They don't think to thank him. They thank someone at a drive-thru or at a Starbucks more frequently than they do God. That may be you. And it may not be that you're trying to ignore God. It may not be that you're not thankful. But you know what? He designed and created us because he's a great design artist. I'm just telling you, God created the most amazing things and that includes you and I. But he designed us for a relationship with him. And have you ever tried to have a real relationship with someone without communicating with them? It's not much of a relationship. So when's the last time that you talked to God? And when's the last time you thanked him? And Or have you ever truly thanked him? Sat down, made a list, mental, verbal, whatever it is, and thanked him for everything that you could think to thank him for. Have you ever missed someone so much that you felt like you'd really rather curl up in a ball and die than to wake up the next morning? Have you ever given that pain and that grief from missing someone so much over to God? I mean, have you ever really asked God to take it from you? Not the memories of the person, not the love from the person, not the blessings that you had of having that person in your life, but the grief, the pain, and allowed yourself to mourn and really release. Mourning comes from deep within, from your spirit, from the inside out. Grief is a very flesh thing. In other words, it's in the brain, it's in our cells, it's in our body. Grief is a thing that we'll perpetually go through over and over and over again, especially if we don't allow ourselves to mourn. So have you ever really turned your grief over to God and mourned from the inside out, went way deep and poured it all out, whether it was tears, screaming, yelling, crying, whatever it was, talking to God, shouting at the sky, released it. So that when you're done, you know what happens when when you mourn? And I'm not saying that you won't miss someone. I'm talking about mourning and grief. When you have allowed yourself to truly mourn, your patterns of grief slow down and they eventually go away. And you know what's left? It's just this beautiful residue of love and remembrance and joy that came from having that person in your life. That doesn't mean you won't ever cry about them. That doesn't mean you won't ever miss them. It's not the same thing. But when you get rid of the stuff that's wrangling around in your brain and, and in your flesh of of regrets and of hurt and of pain what's left is the beauty and the joy from it so have you ever done that uh, with anyone that you've loved that has gone on to be with the lord before you have you ever been so angry about your pain that you yelled and screamed and shouted at god and, and then felt his calming presence in your heart afterwards guess what it is okay to yell and scream and shout because god gets it he knows right where you are he understands your heart. He wants to hear from you. Have you ever not known what to do or where to go or how to make the best decision for yourself or for someone else that, that you're you're taking care of and had to totally trust that Jesus would make a way even though you couldn't see the way? How about have you ever realized that he had his hand on you in the middle of a situation that you didn't think anybody understood or that he got and you felt alone but yet you were able to look back have you ever looked back and seen oh my gosh 
he was there and look what he was doing. And then have you ever taken that situation and shared it with someone else? Have you ever let someone else know the real raw truth about how you've been a big old crying, indecisive, scared, snotty, pity party mess at times? That you don't have it all together? That you're not all cool, calm, and collected like sometimes people think you are because you have a really good mask on? Have you ever let that mask drop and let someone see what's truthfully deep down inside you? Just just so they know you're not that, that they're not alone. Just so they know that you're just like them. So they don't feel so alone. Have you ever thought about the things that you think are impossible but realize that for God they are not? So this have you ever game is pretty much about the past, present, and future. And maybe even the possibilities and seemingly impossibilities of life. The thing is, when you play a positive, encouraging version of have you ever or, or a deep thought-provoking version of have you ever, that it challenges you to dig deeper and to look at the blessings instead of just the trials in your life. It reminds you that with God, anything is possible. This is the God who created the heavens and the earth, the sun and the moon, the intricate little flowers on baby's breath, the the little beautiful designs on every butterfly, the huge, I don't know, ferocious mountain lions, and the, the elegant kind of sluffy, goofy-looking elephants. I mean, he created the delicate feathers on a hummingbird. This is that God. This is the God. Jeremiah three thirty one twenty seven says, Ah, oh Lord, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too difficult for God to handle. It, again, this is that God, the God. I know sometimes I go throughout my day, one day after another after another, thinking that what is right in front of me is all there is. Like, today is it. The stress of today is pretty much going to stretch into tomorrow and then into the next day. And so the realities of the now are all I can see. I have times that my spirits get really low. I'm just being honest with you. Because I think of all the things... Uh, that other people have done or the blessings that they have and I look at them and I see oh, well they have this amount of money and they have this and their ministries are growing and they have this gift or this talent and I start to feel down they would definitely win the have you ever game hands down compared to me that's what I feel like in the moment like all of the positive have you ever questions they would be able to say yes to and I wouldn't all the fun intellectual positive have you ever questions would be answered with a resounding yes by everyone else but me. But that's not really true. That's not reality. That's my stress talking. That's my occasional Debbie Downer negative attitude kicking in. And I don't get that attitude very often, but there are days that I do. And that is the cruel, unrealistic negativity that comparing our lives to someone else's can create. It gives us a sense of impossibility. It's the, the cliquish, childish version of have you ever seems to be played out, I don't know, in lives of men and women uh, around the world who are comparing themselves to other people. It's the modern day version of keeping up with the Joneses, uh, basically, in some sense. Well, guess what I've learned? I don't know the Joneses and I don't care 
if I keep up with them. And I don't care if I keep up with the Kardashians either. I'm just telling you. What I care about is answering the questions I might need to answer if I saw Jesus face to face tomorrow. If he appeared to me in my living room tomorrow, I'm, I'm thinking, what would he ask me? Would he say, Karen, have you ever given what you have to someone else in need, even though you really wanted it? Have you ever done that? Have you ever given something away that you really wanted? Have you ever laid down in peace and just slept because you knew no matter what that I'm going to take care of you, Karen? Have you ever just rested in the peace of knowing that you're loved, that you're saved by grace, and that I'm with you? Karen, I feel like he's knocking on my head, you know, or knocking on my heart saying, Karen, Karen, have you ever dared to share with anyone else that I love them too? Have you ever laid down your troubles, your fears, your anxieties, so you can step outside of yourself and help someone else? When was the last time you counted your blessings instead of your worries, Karen? Have you forgiven yourself like I told you to? And have you forgiven others that I told you to forgive? Karen, have you ever worked on building your faith instead of letting the world tear it down? What about building it back up? Have you ever thought about how you can be a light in someone else's darkness? These are the questions in my head that I think, well, what if Jesus showed up in my living room tomorrow and he asked me these questions? How many of them can I say yes to? And some of them I can. Some of them I can't. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So I have to remind myself daily that being able to do whatever God wants me to do takes faith. If I want to answer those questions that I talked about, those living room questions, if Jesus were there asking me, that if I want to ask, answer them with boldness and to be able to live out the challenges of daily life that God has me on, this path he has me on, that it's going to take faith. So if I want to stay on this path, it's going to take boldness. It's going to take courageousness. It's going to take faith. Not only do I need to be bold and courageous and faithful, I need to be focused I don't have to be able to see what's in front of me every second or what's coming at me to feel assured that God's got me or that he's with me. Sometimes I feel like I do. I mean, we all have that Rand McNally type of spiritual thought, don't we? We think, okay, well, no, I need a map. In case you don't know what Rand McNally is, that just dawned on me. Um, it's GPS only in paper form. Okay, so it's a whole book full of maps. We think we have to have it all planned out, every little thing. And we have to be able to see, in five miles, I'll turn here. In ten miles, I'll turn here. Thirty miles down the road, I'll have to take a detour. But we don't, because God's got us. He knows where we're headed. I don't have to play a game of comparison or ask myself silly questions of, have you ever, in order to be challenged to do something that I've never done. All I have to do is listen intently with my heart my mind, and my spirit to the call that God has on my life. All I have to do is remember that God is the creator and he created me in a desire to know him more. That's in me, a desire to know him more, to please him more. And he doesn't want me spending my time and energy thinking that the path I'm on is impossible because it's not. Whatever he called me to do, 
whatever he called you to do, he'll give us courage to walk it out and fulfill it. Maybe today isn't a good day for you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, today is filled with with you questioning yourself with worldly ridiculous questions of, have I ever? And you're comparing yourself to someone else. Maybe your brain keeps making you think you need to keep up with those Kardashians and Joneses. Or maybe you're having a week where, where you feel deflated, where your goals seem really far, far away, and you're just too flipping tired to work towards doing anything about them anymore. Maybe you're having a, a month with financial difficulties and you're wondering how to ever get out of what seems like an impossible situation and mounting debt. You know, Or maybe your heart is, is breaking over a relationship and you're feeling that companionship and love are just an impossibility at this point in your life. Then I'd like to encourage you to make a positive, encouraging list of have you ever's. Not only will it surprise you, I think, um, at the things you'll discover about yourself, that you actually have done, that you actually do think about, but you'll also hopefully be challenged by the possibilities of a have you ever list. It's, it's different than a bucket list, right? But the things you have done and the things you can do, the thing that you, things that you might uncover that you truly desire to do that maybe you didn't know, when you put it on paper and you really commit yourself to looking at these things, hopefully you'll remember that The possibilities are literally endless because we have a very personal God who loves us and who is eternal. His possibilities are endless and his love and care for us are immeasurable. They're eternal and they can't be broken. I challenge you to make that have you ever list either in your head or on paper, but I think it's better on paper because you can go back to it or you can, you know, text it to yourself or put it in your phone, in your notes uh, or, you know, on on your computer, whichever. Give a real, fair, honest assessment of where you are in your walk with the Lord and in your life goals. Take it as encouragement, not as discouragement. Work to see yourself through God's eyes and not just your own eyes. Through the eyes of faith, not doubt. Through the eyes of grace and love and, and not judgment or self-loathing. Because you are his you belong to him you deserve better than the comparison game that you play with yourself um over who has more and and who you have to keep up with or the fact that you haven't accomplished this yet or you wanted to do this and you can't do this you deserve better than going through life believing that nothing good is possible when the truth is all good is possible for those who believe I have another quote for you. It's from Corey Ten Boom. It says, Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. Thank you so much for joining me again, and I hope you have a blessed day.